dream that I came up like, when I say testimony, you say Sunday. No, I won't make you do that. All right, testimony. Testimony. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't sure if we could like, all right, you're with me. All right, Carol's like, this girl gone and lost her mind. But luckily, Carol loves me, so that's all right. <laughs> Good morning, friends. Um, in all seriousness, uh, I just, I had the sense that maybe um, if you're like me, we're just carrying a lot of heavy stuff right now. Um, so if you would just stand with me and, and pray and just surrender to God. You get it all with me, guys. You get the laughs and the cries if you don't know that by now, man. God, um, and if you just want to put your hands out as a symbol of surrender, God, we love you, um, and you, we know that you love all of us, um, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and right now, God, I just, I got a sense that, um, yeah, there's a lot of heaviness in this room, um, there's a lot of stuff that we come to Sunday bearing you know, just like the burden on our shoulders. And um, God, we just want to say as, yeah, as Gus prayed this over me last week and as Lucy prayed this over me this morning that, man, we don't have to do it alone. God, and I know that that's been something you've been trying to teach me, but I just pray, I pray those words over our church family this morning. God, that we don't have to do this alone, that you carry our burdens with us, that you come alongside us. And so, God, right now, we just want to surrender those things that are really heavy, that we've been trying to carry on our own, whatever that is. And so, to yourselves right now, whatever it is that you are carrying, whatever it is that is hard, just take a moment and surrender that to God right now. God, we thank you for your goodness. I pray that all of the things that have just been spoken or maybe not even spoken, God, that you would just be lifting that from our shoulders even now, God, and that people would physically feel that even now. Thank you, God, that you see us and that you love us and that you carry us. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Um. Thank you for doing that with me. I, I needed that, and I'm sure many of you needed that as well. How is your time with Jesus? <laughs> Isabel, you don't have to. You don't have to give me thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> right, but I mean, many of us could probably like in the dumps. Right. It, thank you for your honesty, friend. Thank you for your honesty. How is your time with Jesus? Um, I get asked this question every month by Pastor Dave. We meet with Dave, um, Larry and I, my husband. And some months I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this question because my time with Jesus has been great. <gasps> Hi, Lupe. It's good to see you. I'm so happy you're here. And then there are other months uh, where I know the question is coming because we've been doing this with Dave for a while. And I'm like, oh, man, oh, man. How am I going to answer this question, right? Because like you, sometimes time with Jesus is in the gutter. 
Um, and I wish Pastor Dave was here because I really wanted to honor him for the ways that he loves uh, me and Larry and, and loves other life group leaders. But he is giving Teresa a break right now and is with the children. Like, that's just who Dave is. So, yeah, we can, we can honor him from afar. How is your time with Jesus? When we aren't spending time with Jesus, and I'm talking more than just Sunday morning and for those of you that attend Life Group, I'm talking about more than outside of that, just to clarify. When we aren't spending time with Jesus, how that shows up in our lives, right? Can you all attest to that? Things just are maybe falling apart or like me, I just feel the weight of the world because I'm trying to do things on my own how it shows up in our lives. I was, uh, last week when Pastor Chris spoke about Mabel, the story of Mabel, if you were with us last week, um, Mabel was this, I'm not sure if she's still alive, I forgot that part of the, the story, but she was in a, a nursing home for over 20 years, and um, over time, as she spent time with a pastor, um, he got to know that Mabel really loved Jesus, and was constantly thinking about Jesus and, and talking to him. And there was this one phrase that Pastor Chris shared last week that Mabel shared with someone else, this other pastor. I'd rather have Jesus. He's all the world to me. Sorry, my, my kid just came in. What's going on? <laughs> all right, I'm going to trust Nana to take care of that because God is good. <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. You're getting it all today. <laughs> Thank you for loving me in my mess. Um, Mabel, I'd rather have Jesus. He's all the world to me. What if we proclaim this for ourselves? What if we lived our lives like Mabel and we're able to say that I'd rather have Jesus. He's all the world to me. To think of Jesus as Mabel did, to spend time with him in his richness and fullness daily, what would our lives look like if we could say that? How is your time with Jesus? Is it rich and full of life? Is it vibrant or is it neglected? Is Jesus just collecting dust? Or do you spend time with him daily? I love uh, the song that the worship team sang. Um, the lyric in Spanish was, Te persigo en tu mesa me diste un lugar. And that's exactly the passage we're going to read from this morning. Um, and I, it's as if God is really trying to communicate this truth to us. And so um, would you join me in, in the reading of God's word? Let's honor him this morning. We're going to be reading out of Luke chapter 14. When one of those at the table, sorry, okay, there's just one, one verse cut off. When one of those at the table with him, with Jesus, heard this, he said to Jesus, blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, 
a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to the master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Lord God, I pray that you would be piercing our hearts right now and convicting us. I pray that you would be also softening our hearts, God, to see um, how we have made excuses and turned away from your great invitation, your great banquet. God, would you remind us uh, of those times so that we can um, repent of them? And would you also remind us, God, of the times that have been so sweet with you, to be with you in your presence one-on-one. -on -one. Remind us of those times that that would propel us moving forward to continue um, to seek you and to receive from your banquet, God. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Uh, so to give a little bit of context, uh, Jesus was at the home of a Pharisee uh, in this chapter, and he was being carefully watched. He was at this table, you know, with prominent people in Jewish society who were just looking to see um, if, if or when Jesus would slip up and and um, make a mistake. At the, at, the, at the table, Jesus is making these like radical countercultural claims about your place in society. And he goes on to say, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You can imagine that was a hard pill to swallow uh, to these prominent men in society. Jesus goes on to teach this parable that we just read from to drive the point home. And that's what I, my prayer is for us this morning, that we would see ourselves in these people that made excuses. What is holding us back from receiving from his banquet? So um, it is Testimony Sunday. I'm going to stop talking in just a bit. Because I, I want to hear from you. And these are kind of the two questions I want us to um, focus on. If you are like those people in the parable that may have made excuses, I've been there, right? Waking up in the morning thinking, okay, I'm going to read. I want to spend time with Jesus because I know that's what is good for me. And I turn to other things like, trying to complete work that needs to be completed or whatnot. I don't know what your excuse is. For me, it's work. Work gets in the way. The pile of things that, are, uh, that need to get done. 
So what excuses are you tired of making that are getting in the way of you receiving from the banquet that he has for you? Maybe that's what you need to do up here is confess that and say that you are tired of making excuses. Or maybe you know what it's like to receive from the banquet. What, what does that taste like? What does it take to get to that place that your testimony could bless us this morning so that we can be encouraged? What has it felt like for you to receive from Jesus' banquet as you obey, as you press into, as you pursue him, like we sang in that worship song this morning? So I'd love to hear from you, Sam. Come on up. Come on up, Sam. Hi, guys. Okay, so I'll be quick. Last week, I work for a tech company. I'm a customer success manager, so I, like, handle a lot of accounts and consult them to use our software. So they were, on Monday last week, they made a big announcement that they were running this, like, it was essential rock star. So they were picking five people throughout the week that they really thought um, excelled in their position. And when I read it, of course, inside, I was like, pick me, pick me. Um, and there's, it's all the teams combined. So it's like a hundred and something in place. So it was very slim chance. Um, and they made an announcement that every manager was gonna pick one person. And there were five managers. So the first day, they picked a colleague of mine. So I was like, oh. I, I told Charlie, I'm like, man, I really was hoping I'd get picked. And there goes, like, I'm on the corporate team. So I was like, there's no one else they're picking from this team. That's it. But then I was convicted. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for affirmation from my bosses and my job instead of turning to God. And it's probably because I've not been spending time with him. So... I was convicted on Monday, so I started, I opened my Bible, and I was like, all right, Lord, what do you say about me? So I was like, and it, it kept getting better. I, I did it on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, and on Thursday. And on Friday, I had seen all the other people get awarded, and I was still kind of bitter, I'm not going to lie. But I was like, Jesus, you see I'm doing a good job. You see me. And then on Friday, they announced it, and they picked me. <laughs> And so, because I was so worried, I had misread, and it wasn't each manager picks one from a team, it's they pick five, but the, all the managers vote on that, those five. So, where I had written myself out, there was still room for me to get it, but the Lord knew I needed to write myself out, or else I wouldn't have gone and done my Devo time. But I really, I cried. They wrote up like this really nice thing and words are my love language. So I like ate it up and then sent it to Charlie like, take note. This, this is how you do it. Um, but really, it just reminded me that the Lord has a banquet, but he always wants us to go to him first. Because it was once when my heart was actually like attuned to what he was saying about me that he then revealed this extra little like nugget of appreciation. So... I was so happy, and I cried, and I was thanking Jesus, and that's my testimony.
Thank you, Sam. I love your heart and I just her vulnerability. I mean, that is Sam, if you don't know her. Um, and how perfect. I, I love that. And I my prayer is that you would continue, right? But yeah, that, oh, that is what we need. We need to go to Jesus first, right? And be affirmed in him and just spend time with him and how beautiful it is. Like what a generous God we serve that he would then, he let you wait a little bit because he, he needed to work on that in your heart, right? But then to give you that gift. Thank you for sharing. Miss Lucy, come on up. Good morning. Um, I'm going to share something that is a little harsh, but um, I think it is important for um, we all know how powerful this church is and how powerful the love of God we can share from this place. A friend of mine, um, he was in a relationship with another friend, very toxic relationship, and, um, you know, I invited us to come to church, and they always says, no, you know, they don't have time, you know, they rather to take another pot. Um, and finally, you know, um, before the series of uh, summer ends, they show up of one of the uh, Bible studies, and you know, they were convicted kind of, right? And I said, well, just keep coming. And Rebecca show up one day after, you know, she called me and I was like, Lucy, I want to ask you for permission to go to your church. I was like, what are you talking about? You don't need permission to come to church. You know, this church is open and you don't have to ask me for permission. It's like, no, I'm doing it because I know you're more friends with Eduardo. I was like, no, 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 no. Come to church, you know, the church is going to, help you the same way as helping me to redeem, you know, things that I have on my past and that I just let go. It's like, oh, okay. So she showed up on um, baptism Sunday. She was sitting right over here next to Sergio's family. And when the pastor, you know, asked, okay, this time for you guys to give your life again, she stand up and she did actually give her life to Jesus that day. And two weeks later, she um, passed away. And she had an, an, anyways, she passed away. And her family was completely devastated because her father is a pastor in El Salvador. And he thought that she would not, you know, enter the kingdom of the Lord again. So I went to her funeral and I have the opportunity to talk to this. Father, he came, and I just went to him and, and sit down to him, and I share with him, saying, you know what, your daughter gave um, her life to Jesus again. And she's like, please, let me know. I want to know. I want to go to your church. I want to sit with my daughter. Sit. And I just want to say this to your church. Your church got a crown in heaven now. Because they saved one person that he was lost. So I just want to thank you and your church. Because you cherish the love of the Lord with, him, with her. This is something that I never was able to do it with my own daughter. And I thought that my blood would be lost already. But you just give me a new life. You just give me a new purpose in life. Knowing that, you know, people, I cannot be saving everyone. But... God can be saving other people 
in a different church. So he says that one day he's going to come and sit on that place when he has the opportunity. So I just please keep inviting people. Even if they say no, maybe one day going to show up because the Lord never have a limit for us. It can be the last day of our lives. And if we say, you know, if we ask for forgiveness, he's going to give it to us. So don't give up. Thank you, Lucy, for sharing. And you see, you know, I, I just said Lucy was praying over me during worship as I was struggling. And the fact that she spoke to this woman and invited her, like, Lucy, you are a special person, but like there's nothing special about her. Like we can we can all tap into that power. And knowing a little bit about Lucy, like I know that she spends time regularly with the Lord and she receives from that banquet and not, not to keep it to herself or to fatten herself up, so to speak, but it's to be able to give it away, to give that love away so that you can come up here and testify time and time again of how God is using you and putting you in people's lives. And that's what this feast is about so that it can then overflow out of us. Anybody else? I, Matthew, is that a hand? Was that a, okay. All right, let me make my way over Matthew. Yes, well, for those who don't know me, this is um, Matthew Sarato, and what a powerful... <laughs> Word and message that Jessica read. Amen. Well, um, to start out, I got to say, being with in, in, in Christ is, is truly not as bad as you'd think. And um, to tell the truth, I, I witnessed this every time I go out with my aunt and uncle. See, I'm, and I'm not saying this is a, a full, sub, this should be a full substitution from God's word, because we all know it's powerful. But think of the radio as a supplement, you know, to, to your daily um, walk with Christ. There's actually several stations here in, in the city, um, including KKLA, where they um, do um, daily ministries from folks like Alistair Begg or Chuck Swindoll. If, if you know those people, you know what I'm talking about. But, I mean, it, it'll, of course... Reading the words important, but also think of the ministers as daily supplements, like you're drinking a smart water or something like that. <laughs> but, yeah, and also Bible gateways is a way to go, too, and which I've used because in Braille, if you're not very familiar, the Bible itself can take up to 40 volumes, imagine. And, and, and I've had to keep them in storage while I'm moving, but that has never stopped me from experiencing the, the beauty of, of Christ and, and his. So if you can't, for any reason, um, pick up a, a paperback copy, just open the app and the audio and while you're having breakfast because nothing um, is more beautiful than feeding your spirit while you're having whatever, a, a cereal box or, or, or breakfast sandwich or whatever. <laughs> Here you go. Thank you, brother, for always uh, giving us practical ways, because I think we need to.
share that too. Like, what does this look like for those of you that are feasting on this banquet that Jesus wants all of us to receive from? What does that look like practically? It's hard, it's, but what does that look like in our daily life? So thank you, Matthew, for sharing. Anyone else like to share? Yeah, come on up, baby. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Um, so, gosh, so, so many things have triggered me to come and share. But a couple of weeks ago, maybe almost a month ago, um, my parents are aging um, and declining pretty quicker, I guess, than I, I would like. My dad's 93. My mom's 87. And we've been trying to get them into assisted living for like a year. And my dad, is, he has trouble walking. He's really weak. He complains every day about how he doesn't feel well. My mom is still in denial about she has dementia, but she's still in denial about getting old and needing help. And so for months, it was just trying to convince them to, that they needed help. And um, lots of arguing with them, lots of talking with my brothers, trying to figure out the best scenario for them. Um, and then a couple weeks ago, I mean, it was like daily, every morning, I would just be crying. I'm just like, my mom would be really stubborn, and I was just like, I don't even have love for her. Like, just the ways in which she would talk about not caring about dying or, or like, not caring about my dad and just like, we'll just do whatever. We don't have a plan. We'll just, you know, when we go, we go, and we're, we're just, you know, just, just being really selfish and, and not really understanding, like, this is the end of their life, and I know that, you know, it's obviously a very hard place for them to be in, and they don't know Jesus, um, so I think that's even harder for me, but um, with all of the things that have been mentioned today, I just, you know, every day just going to God, and just finally, um, the one day was, well, the one morning was just like, okay, just, like, I can't save them. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing my brothers and I can do. Only Jesus can save them. Um, so, so that, uh, that night, it was funny, I was supposed to go to life group, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to go over to them, and I was done yelling because every time we would always end up arguing and so I asked my life group to pray for me as I went there and I am not never really patient with them with my mom especially just in my whole life she always knows how to trigger me um so but that that night I think you know obviously God was with me and 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 my wonderful life group just prayed it up for me and I was so calm and I was so patient with them and God just really showed me um, how to love them even through um, their stubbornness you know he just gave me so much strength and hope and and I taught them how to pray that night um it was just like you know what I know you're not gonna go anywhere I know you're not gonna do anything that we want you to do but but here's how you pray and um I got to pray for them and and um, just through a bunch of things. You know, I'm, I'm committing to, you know, seeing them every week and, and just being there to to just hang out with them and, and not in the last. So I started last week and it was just like I just sat there and we watched TV and I listened to them argue with each other. And, and you know, and I just I didn't butt in. And I think normally I would have just said my piece and just been like, you're wrong and you're this and just, you know, and. 
And um, yeah, I just I just want to echo you know all those times that spent to seek the Lord. Just like He's He's there and He answers. And um, yeah, so just thank thank you guys for anybody who has been praying for me and will continue to do that. Thank you, Maggie, for sharing. Yeah, we have been kind of walking with her in that. And it's just so hard because you see Maggie up here and like she's just like this strong pillar and to know that she's going through this. And um, but it's so encouraging to also know and, and kind of see her walk and know that she spends time with the Lord and is receiving so that then she can overflow to her family that just needs the love of God right now and that patience and the just the fruit of the spirit that that you would be a representative to them. Um, so thank you for sharing, sister. Okay, need time for one more. The window is closing, as we say in <laughs> um, maybe worship team, if you want to start making your way up. All right. Come on up, Lupe. Woo-woo. Give it up for Lupe. She's new here. She's been checking out our life group, and we haven't scared her away yet. But um, really, really glad to call her my friend in life group. Hi. My name is Lupe. Um, this might be hard for me to say, but um, um, I got to know Jesus Christ, um, uh, like I knew of Christ, but when someone broke it down for me to know why God is there for us, uh, it was my husband. He, um, he told me God had a purpose for me and that I had a light to shine in church and comfort others. And I didn't understand for three years. I was bitter. I started like to know the fruits. I had to get rid of bitterness, jealousy, and all these anger and like all this like old habits. And I wasn't able to until he um until he passed away like a month ago, <laughs> he would oh um the last text messages we had from him was like never deny Christ. <laughs> and um <laughs> you know, him passing gave me the strength to be able to stand up here and tell everyone like um um like changing his heart but um, like, sadly, I had to experience his passing to really know my strengths and how to be able to let go of, like, pity arguments, you know? And um, my reason of saying it was, um, uh, oh, uh, um, I'm a stronger person today. Like, oh, he told me, uh, my reason of mentioning my story was he said, love me more than, I mean, love God more than me because 
the day I'm not there anymore, he's gonna be your biggest support. And I'm crying now, but I'm able to grieve in joy and in peace because all he wanted to do, all he wanted to, all he would talk about is wanting to know Christ and now he's in heaven and I know where he's at. And I, um, what strengthens me is that I remember my purpose to be here with you and to be there for my son and to change my habits so that everybody can feel um, um, God's comfort from one person, you know? And um, thank you for letting me share. Um, can you all join me in extending your hands and praying for our new sister, Lupe, who has gone through a lot this last month. God, we thank you that you are the God that makes yourself known. God, that you know pain and suffering and can um, yeah, be there and grieve with us, God. We thank you for Lupe and what she is teaching us even today through her suffering, God that to love you is better um, than anything else, God. That if we would just focus on you and love you more than anything, like her husband was able to teach her, like we heard about Mabel last week, that if we would just love you more than every, everything on this earth, God, that we're gonna be okay. God, that our priorities will be aligned with you and that you will guide our path. And Lord God, we just pray a special blessing over Lupe right now. Lord God, we thank you that she is here today, that you have brought her here. You have guided her path here, God. I pray that she would find community here um, and that she would realize that her story is just beginning uh, with you, God. We thank you for the ways that you are... Um, yeah, just loving her and leading her. We lift her up and her son um, and her family, God, as she learns what it is to live life with you and not try to do it on her own. Thank you for Lupa's testimony. Thank you for all of the testimonies this morning, God, um, that point to you, that point to your richness, your fullness, the banquet that you so freely have prepared for us, God. We pray that we would all be open to receive, God, and just let go of the excuses. Stop making excuses that we would come to you with everything. And just lay it at your feet and receive from your banquet, Lord God. Thank you.